This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, good morning, everyone, those that you are here and near, and those that you are uh, that are far, we're uh, glad to be with you, be coming uh, to you today, and that we're going to spend some time uh, together. I believe that uh, I have a word from the Word for you, and the title of this message today would be Trusting Through Trouble. John the 16th chapter and the 33rd verse, and I'm going to read out of the Message Bible. This is Jesus speaking. And he says uh, this, I told you all this so that trusting me you will be unshakable and assured deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I have conquered the world. These words, take heart, one translation says, have peace. We are in dark days of difficulties, trials and testings of troubled times. John the 14th Chapter 27th verse of the Passion Bible, again, it's Jesus speaking. He said, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts, but be courageous. Let me ask you today, are you fearful? Are you troubled by the trouble in the world today? I'm sure that we're all aware that we are experiencing major storms. First a storm of sickness, now a storm of strife and division sweeping across our nation. Do you know we have a choice? There's always a choice. We can talk about the trouble, or we can talk to the trouble. We can take the world's trouble to heart, or we can take the king's kingdom peace to heart today. Now, I'm sure that you've heard it said, we hear them say, no justice, no peace. But remember, after the wrong comes the right. God comes to set things right. See, he gives man a free will and gives man a choice. There is such a shaking going on. I I don't like everything that's being shaken out of the bag. Perhaps you're in the of the same opinion uh, as me. You know, in the world there are wrongs. But in God's kingdom it's described as righteousness. And following righteousness or what's right is peace. And then finally, there's joy. You know, as kingdom people, 
Let me ask you, are you in God's kingdom? To be in God's kingdom, we must accept the rulership, the authority of the king. The king of God's kingdom is Jesus. Let me ask you, is he your Lord? Are you under his authority? As kingdom people, we know this, that there is a choice. I want to read out of James, the third chapter, both the message and the Passion Bible, because I believe that God's word is God speaking all by himself and all for himself. And it's very hard to outdo God. James 3 and 13 through 16 outlines for us the world's ways and the word's ways. It's couched in these terms, the world's wisdom or the word's wisdom. Verse 13, the Message Bible in James, the third chapter. Do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well. Live wisely, live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk, that counts. Mean-spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you are wise isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourselves sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning, devilish conniving. Whenever you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others, things fall apart. And everyone winds up at each other's throats. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life that is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessing. Not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. The Passion Bible says it this way. James 3 Verse 13, if you consider yourself to be wise and one who understands the ways of God, advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life guided by wisdom's gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done and you'll prove that you're truly wise. But if there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world, both selfish and devilish. So wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. But wisdom from above is always pure, filled with peace. Consider it. And teachable, it is filled with love and never displays prejudice. 
or hypocrisy in any form. And it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. You know, while it may seem reasonable, even wise, to engage and to entertain the problem or the wrong, wisdom would dictate that we choose the promise and the right. You know, we live in a mix, in a world that's a mixed bag of what's wrong, there is what's wrong. And there is what's right. You know, this church is unique. It's made up of a people that are doing the hard work of learning to love and get along with each other. Now, those that are only peering through the lens of the camera today cannot see the mix, the swirl of chocolate and vanilla the shaker of salt and pepper mixed together, the faces that are black and the faces that are white. But God sees, and God knows. You may say, Pastor, you don't know. And I really don't. But I'm trying. I think that matters a lot, that we try. I think the real failures for us is is not even to try. You have to be careful, every one of us, that we don't see things through the colored glasses of the smallness of our own experience. But that we, because the Bible says we look through a glass darkly. But in him there is light. We can see what is right in God's sight. God can reveal and show us a better way, a greater thing than the thing that we're seeing right now. No, I don't like everything that's being shaken out of the bag. I see what's wrong. And there is wrong. But then there's right. So I don't know. You could say today, Pastor, you don't know the trouble I've seen. And that's true. But I'll tell you, Jesus does. The Bible says it's better to trust in God to set things right and for true justice than to trust in princes. Who would the princess be? Leaders are only men and women. They're fragile and frail and fallible. The government, the authorities, capable of great right and also capable of great wrong because we have free will and we choose. Not everyone, not one size fits all, does it? never has and it never never will you know 
I focus mainly on the good news, but I do watch the news so I can know how to pray. I'm encouraged when I hear people like the mayor of St. Paul, Minnesota, speak with dignity, words of wisdom that are full of peace. Words that do not do not deny the wrong, but words that say this is the right. I'm encouraged when I hear people like the mayor of Atlanta. A wise woman with wise words. I see Jesus as I look for Jesus and I look to Jesus. I can see Jesus. Still, the mighty God. The Bible says the wonderful counselor. The Bible says the prince of peace and of the increase of his government of peace, there shall be no end. I'm going to hold fast to that promise. Isaiah 26 and 3 says we have this promise. It's a God promise. It's backed by the powerful name of Jesus and the blood purchased this for you and I. And it says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. And all whose thoughts are fixed on you. See, when we're not fixing our thoughts on him, then we're not trusting him. Then we begin to think that man is our answer. That someone, somehow, some way will fix all of this. Let me tell you, there's some things that are not fixable by man. They're only fixable by God because it all starts in the heart and only God can change a heart how did Jesus respond to a wrongful death I don't have to speak to all the details but how did Jesus respond to a wrongful death if I'm going to look to Jesus then we see that there was a wrongful death a killing, a murder, an injustice. One very close to Jesus, the beheading of John the Baptist, the murder of John the Baptist. Matthew, the 14th chapter, gives us the outline of how that came about. One in authority, one with the power to do so, chose to do so. And it was wrong. It wasn't right. The Bible says, on hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately. One translation says he slipped away privately to pray. You know, there are many different ways that we can react and respond. Jesus claimed this about himself. He said, don't you know that I could call 80,000 angels? See, but he said, I came, to, I came to do something different here. Jesus was not a political leader. 
Jesus didn't come to change the governments that were a the Israel nation occupied by the Romans. He came to bring the kingdom. When challenged, was he a king? He said, you say so. He said, but I am a king. If I was a, if I was a one like a king in the world, then I would call my followers and they would fight for me. He said, but I am a king, but not like the kings of this world. I came to bring the kingdom. Now, out of that private place of prayer, he was empowered and he came out and brought the kingdom. The Bible says that he healed all that were sick. He healed all that were sick. He brought healing. Do you know the kingdom deals death, a, 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 a death blow and a destructive blow. The Bible says this, it says, for the Son of Man came to destroy. He was manifested. To destroy the works of the devil. How did he do that? Well, by bringing life. By bringing blessing. After the wrong, you set things right. You bring the kingdom. You bring the blessing. You bring healing. We bring life. The Bible says Jesus was anointed by God. Who went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You overcome, the Bible says, evil with good. The goodness of God. Not what seems good to how we feel. Especially when passions rise high. Now the goodness of God... Let me quote a wise woman that said this. When they go low, we go high. When they go low, the world, the kingdom people, go high. Let me define that for you. We go God. We go with God. I'll remind you, the Bible says that we don't war against flesh and blood but against adversaries that are unseen. And only kingdom people are equipped for things such as this. Only people that are under the name and know the power of the name. Only people that are under the blood and know the power of the blood. Only people that know who they are and whose they are, and they are identified with him and they get their identity in him. Only people that know it's not the color of my skin. It is the person that lives within. Only the people that know when you cut me and I cut you that we're going to bleed the same color. Only the people of God are equipped for such things. For the Bible says we have this promise. If my people, and that's a big if, isn't it? Because it's easy to stay in our own prejudices. It's easy to just go with the flow. It's easy to be to to for the flan- the spark. Listen to catch uh, the wind and to burn out of control, and passions run high and run wild. 
But if my people who are called by my name, what did Jesus do? Jesus prayed. And then Jesus brought the kingdom of God. He went out and did the works of destroying the works of the devil. It said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from wicked ways, I will hear and I will heal. I'm telling you, now listen to me. If I raise my voice, it's because I will not be silent. But I'm not going to stand on the street corner and shout aloud. I'm going to get before the throne of God and raise my voice about a wrong that to the one who will only and can only make things right. And then I'm going to, after I prayed, I'm going to obey and I'm going to say what he says and I'm going to do the work that he gives me to do. It's heartbreaking. As heartbreaking as it is to watch a man die before your very eyes wrongfully, unjustly, no reason whatsoever. It's even worse, are you listening, to see the destruction that follows that. And as hard as and difficult as that is to to digest, we must and have to realize that this is something that has never been healed, but I'm praying for a healing that comes from God, that is permanent, is eternal. I'm praying for a generation. The Bible says, listen, this time I prophesied this at the beginning of this year as the word of the Lord. The outpouring will be in accordance to the outcry. What I see is an asking. Listen, that cannot even be expressed fully in words. You hear them curse. You hear them. They're they're angry. Fear acts out in anger. There's an outcry in this nation. There's an outcry that will be answered, I believe, for an outpouring the church not hide itself away. sweep away the problem because we're the only people that have the promise. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear. I will heal. We need a healing. And that healing starts in the heart. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he's the only perfect peace. Let him set things right. The indictment against the people of God that did not receive the promises says they would not wait for God to act, for God to work. They would not wait because God's got a great thing to do here, a great work. Let him set things right because after the wrong always comes the right. What are folks afraid of? No justice, no peace. They're afraid that there'll be no justice, that the wrong will prevail, that the right will not overcome. I'll tell you, I think of a scripture. 
And it holds me steady. It's an anchor to my soul. It's a hope that is beyond the veil of humanity. It's beyond the veil of this life only. It's beyond the darkness. It's beyond all of the uprising and downsittings. It is a hope that is eternal, that God can and will set everything and everyone right in the end. I believe that. I believe that. I believe the answer for the world is still Jesus. Ever and only a relationship with him. And pray for our nation is to pray for its people. Pray for the people that are wrong-headed and wrong-hearted. Pray for the people We pray for the people. Because the healing begins with the people. You take away the people, it's all just stuff, isn't it? It's what man does or man doesn't do. I want to take a little time to pray today. And I want to present this opportunity because the gospel is a great opportunity. That's all it is. The good news is that there's an opportunity that we all have. And that opportunity is a choice. It's to choose God and his word and his way and his will for our lives. Or it's to choose the other, the world's will and the world's way for our lives. One leads to death and destruction. The other one leads to life. And to happily ever after. I believe what comes after the wrong comes the right. And I want to give you a chance to get right with God today. Now you can't do that by our own efforts. Our own works. We're not the measurement of good or bad. We're not the standard. Jesus is. And I thank you that the standard that he set was this. If it's wrong, I'll make it right. If it's not good, I've got much better, much more for you. If you want peace, I'm the prince of peace. And real peace starts with peace with God. And then we have the peace of God. You know, we pray through till we have peace. Until we know that it's all right with God. And then we know it's going to be all right out here. How can we be assured of that? We have his promise. The Bible says anyone that comes to me I will not turn away. Anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord. And believes with their heart. Believes, for the, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. I'm asking you to open your heart. During these days, it would be easy to close our hearts and close our minds towards one another. To be offended with men and be offended with God. I'm sure many people ask, where's God? He's right here where he's always been. But he's come as far as he can come. We have to draw near to him in order for him to draw near to us. 
And that nearness is not coming to a church service. It is not just doing some religious thing. That nearness that he wants, he wants to be nearer than your breath. He wants to live on the inside of you. He doesn't any longer want to work from the outside, but he wants to do a work from within, from inside to the outside. And the answer for this nation is a great outpouring of the Spirit of God on all flesh. I want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone under the sound of my voice that needs to get right with you, I pray right now that they'll bow their head and and kneel in their heart and that they'll open their heart wide to you. Pray this prayer with me, dear Jesus. You are the Prince of Peace. I need that peace. I want peace with God. And I need peace with men. Heal me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Come on the inside of me. Give me a brand new heart. Put a new spirit on the inside of me. I breathe in your salvation. And I breathe out a changed life. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, listen, we want to hear from you. We want to help you with with this new life. In a moment, the Bible says we're translated out of one kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son, a kingdom of light. I want to pray one more prayer and then we'll be done for this day. God, we need you to heal our land. God, we see an outrage, but you hear an outcry. God, answer with an outpouring. Put out all of these fires. Churning and the burning, God. Put it out with the rain of your presence. With the outpouring of your spirit on America like never before, God. Let it be the culmination of all of the former and the latter reign together. Reign and reign supreme over our land on all flesh. God, in the cities and of this nation, Lord, where, where, where there is upheaval and uprising, God, I thank you that you will arise with healing in your wings. God, I declare that you will reign righteousness. In the name of Jesus, that your spirit will begin to move in the streets. Your spirit will begin to move in hearts and lives. I thank you, God. This is too big for man. It's too big for the structure and the strategies that are being shaken today. It's not too big for you, God. You're a great God. You're a great God and you have a dream. You have a hope. You believe that you can and that you will and we believe with you, God. In the name of Jesus, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, no one like you, hallowed be your mighty, mighty, powerful name. Mighty God, great and wonderful counselor prince of peace let the increase 
outcome of your government. Let it know no end. Make yourself known here on the earth. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. The cities of California, Chicago, Minneapolis and St. Paul, New York and Atlanta. Rebuild our ruined city. That which we have ruined, God, you were able to rebuild and make better than before. God, we've made such a mess of things. But your blessing, your blessing. So we bless all these young people. This generation, God, that has inherited such things. Oh, Father, let their inheritance be of you. Let them inherit your promise of an outpouring to this outcry like never before. Change hearts, God. Change lives. Change the wrongs to right in Jesus' name. We thank you that when we ask anything according to your will that you hear us. And if we know that you hear us, we know that we have the thing that we asked of you. God will be watching, we'll be looking. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Well, I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you for your faith. I want to thank you for your listening. And until the next time, we say God bless you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.